Dubs, it's Jackie K, and welcome for another edition of Pokemon Go Fireside Chat. Well, so much for having a fun hour of speculation before we got the full details of the event. So much for the whole line of, well, I might as well do this now before Niantic releases all the news. Otherwise, any speculations I have would be outdated. Funny how that works out. Well, let's make some lemonade out of the lemons. Because, oh boy, did they give us a news drop. And as much as I typically don't like to do editorials on current events, just due to the fact that I like to take my time editing them, and as you may have noticed with the last part, when I take my time, things tend to get outdated before I can get them out. I spent all that time speculating on GoFest before, so I might as well at least follow up with what I thought could be possible for GoFest lines up with what is actually happening for GoFest. And talk about what I like about GoFest while I'm talking about GoFest anyways. So, in a lot of sense, it seems like it's going to carry over some of the things that went well with the 2020 GoFest. Like the whole concept of day one being catch focus, having hourly habitats, and rotating between them each hour. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's slightly less themes than last year, because I could, maybe I'm just misremembering. Yeah, there was five themes last year. One for grass, fire, and water, along with a friendship and a battle one. While this year, there's only four habitats. Jungle, desert, ocean, and cave. Which, I will give them credit, these 2021 themes sound a lot more inspired, for lack of a better way to describe it. But, I will kind of be missing the concept of a literal battle theme, like a theme that... An hour that was specifically catered towards, at least what I would assume catered towards a hardcore player base. But we are getting some fun things in the GoFest spawn, so I guess it's not going to matter too much. And then you got Sunday, which kind of like in 2020, the entire day is kind of just going to be a grab bag of all the Pokemon from Saturday all at once instead of like organized in categories that rotate every hour. And to the joy of Practically everyone but myself. It seems like Team Rocket is not coming back. To be fair though, I am okay with what they're doing as an alternative. And besides, I see why people didn't like the Day 2 Go Rocket focus. Before I get into talks about the Wild Encounters, I think this would be the best point to put in some good news for for free-to-play players, or at least people who fought the Goldfest tickets were way too expensive last year. And I know I'm hype about it myself. Well, one, the GoFest ticket is not going to be $20. It's going to be freaking $5. That is about the same price as five community day tickets, which considering that it feels like they're giving us just as much, if not more, than they give, gave us in 2020's GoFest ticket, that's exciting in of itself. But the good news for literal free-to-play players, there's still going to be stuff for you all. In the wild. Granted, they are saving the most hype stuff for ticket holders, but I want to at least bring that up before I go for the list. And mind you, this is only based on what they've given us so far in news for May 27th. They all end off with and more, so there are going to be more Pokemon in these pools. Appearing in the wild for all players would include Cypher, Apom, and Froakie during the jungle habitat hours. I mean, as much as a fan I am of Apom, 
nothing too exciting there, especially considering just like it feels like I'm playing by Safer Shinies. They just seemed, they were just all over the place for the Canto Tour as well. But it is a cool shiny, so if you don't have it already, all the more power to you to hunt for it. Now, each of these sets of spawns also have a set of spawns exclusive that will only pop up while you're running an incense, and these are the ones that are exclusive to ticket holders. These include Unknown F, Unknown G, Ludicolo, Leafeon, Superior, and frickin' Shadot! Sorry for picking the mic, but Shadot hype! Oh, I've just been waiting to be reunited with my junk little parrot bird for so long. Underrated Pokemon from Gen 4. Haven't seen it. Ha freaking haven't seen it in any Pokemon game. Feels like since Gen 4, freaking Gen 4, I haven't seen this thing in so freaking lo long, and I loved it so much, and I can't wait to finally get one of my own because it's a freaking regional for so long. I don't even care, it's not shiny. Just so happy to have my little music note bird. Music note parrot. I wonder if it's going to have chatter. I'm, I wonder if it'll even matter. Because chatter is never really a great move, even in main series games. But it is a signature move of it. I highly doubt it would be any good in Pokemon Go. I mean, but it would be a cool touch. Actually, chatter, I forget that chatter is out. It's just... A regional, so i never seen it. No, I could probably just look up his move pool right now. It does not. Oh, sigh. At least it does have some interesting moves. Mm, probably no good quick moves, so that's probably why I haven't heard it in PvP mentioned at all. But it's got, like, Heat Wave and Nice Shade and Sky Attack. It feels like a nice diverse move pool, but I'm sure if it was actually any good, we probably would have heard about it already, and people complaining about it the way they complain about Tropius being a regional that's really good, but no one can get, for the most part. Again, just happy my little music note pair will finally be in my arms. I think once I do get Shadow, like, I'll at least have one of all the regional Pokemon that have sentimental value that were tied to regionals, because someone trained me a Pasirisu from GoFest, and minus, like, the aforementioned Tropius for PvP value, and it'd be nice to have the others for Pokedex. I think that's all the regionals that it has sentimental value to, or just memories in general, before Pokemon Go, that couldn't be reunited with because they were tied behind a region lock. Sorry, 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 sorry. If I'm gonna... This is the last place for tangents if I'm trying to keep this short. Desert Habitat. Desert Habitat. Normal spawns for everyone include Skarmory, Shieldon, Hippotatus. Overall, nice stuff. Skarmory's kind of like Cypher in the sense of, like, it's a shiny that has a more common shiny rate, and it's, and the only reason that it has a higher shiny rate is because it's supposed to be more rare, and yet I always feel like I'm running into them a lot. In fact, pretty confident that Skarmory is my most common, quote-unquote, event, non-event boosted shiny. Like, I'm not even... I would be mad if it, I just didn't find it funny every time I found one at this point. Freaking think I have like 10 to 15 shiny Skarmories at this point, and I'm pretty sure I've transferred at least one or two before Pokemon Home came out, and I'm only holding on to them at this point just to see how freaking much they can clog up my inventory for humor's sake. Because otherwise, if I didn't have humor, if I didn't make my own amusement out of finding the shinies, I'd probably get frustrated at this point of how much I find them. But again, like Cypher, may feel like a common shiny, 
But it's, if you don't have it, it's a really cool shiny. Plus, Skarmory has is a solid niche in Great League PvP. And at least used to for Tail and Flame was a thing. But I think it might still find a way to be able to hold a niche. Also, Hippolytos, while I can't think of too many uses for it, does have a nice shiny, and it's one I personally wouldn't mind getting. And Shieldon, like, Shieldon's also a pretty good Great League PvP Pokemon. It doesn't hype me as much as it used to, only because I got a solid Bastiodon already, but it does take a lot of investment, so I'm not going to complain, especially for the people who do want to build a Great League team. Make use of this opportunity to stock up on Shieldon, because, oh boy, it's a good one. And for the ticket holders, if they put on an incense, they can get the unknowns again. I'm not sure if I mentioned if the unknowns can be shiny or not, but yeah, they can be shiny. And you also get Flareon, Terran, Trar, and Flygon. Eh, if I'm going to be honest, at least from a mechanical standpoint, a little underwhelming. Eh, Trantar's good for the candies. And at least I have sentimental attachment to Flareon and Flygon. But I can't think of a reason for trainers to go after these Pokemon unless you already like them. I mean, something cool they could do, not that it make a difference, but they could have Flygon have its community they move when you catch it. And I guess they could do the same about Flareon, but, um, we'll get back to Flygon later. This article I'm looking at doesn't specify if the Flygon's costumed or not, and I just realized that could make a difference. That could be a reason that they throw Flygon in there. I'll explain more about the costume thing later, though. But honestly, I think the desert's the weakest one in the bunch. Even with Trianatar, it is a good rock option, I suppose, if but so much time has passed since Trianatar Community Day. I feel like Trianatar's kind of been obsolete ever since Rhyhorn Community Day's been a thing. But I'm sure it'll be time for Trianatar to be back in the spotlight when Mega Forms come back around. So I can't rule it out for that reason. For the Ocean Hour, while Sponsor Everyone will include Dratini, Swablu, and Alola Momola, my, I completely forgot to say and more for each of these. So this is just what Nag's revealing at the time, but there'll probably be more. Um, I mean, Alone Mola, we don't get to see too often, and I imagine I'm not the only one in the boat of not having that shiny yet. For everything else, like, I hope you're not sick of Dratini and Swablu yet. I hope you didn't get sick of Swablu shiny from Swablu Community Day, because I can already tell this it's going to be the last thing I want shiny of, and I end up like, having it be the majority of the things I get from the shiny department. But I guess they're not bad Pokemon, just Pokemon we've had plenty of opportunities to get in the past. Like, Dratini's had spotlight hours, Swabble had a whole community day for it, but a little mole is alright. But again, if you aren't already set, this is a good opportunity to get both these Pokemon, because they're not bad Pokemon. Dragonite is decent, for the raiding scene, and has some nice niches in certain PvP setups. Swablu is an old-time staple classic for the Great League. But alas, I'm rambling. Gotta get to the talks of the Ocean Incense spawns. You got Gyarados. Shining form can still be come out, because they released that Shining for an event. It's pretty cool, because this is an evolved Pokemon that actually you can get the Shining form of, which doesn't happen too often. Vaporeon, which I mean... It's an evolution. I'll let it slide. Azumarill. Wild Spawn Azumarill. King of PvP Great League. 
The only complaint I can have is that we've had so many events featuring this Pokemon already that people already got sick of it two events ago. But I have a soft spot for my bunny boy. And, again, Great League staple, being able to, like, catch it with PvP IVs straight from the wild. You, you gotta give it props for that, nothing else. And then again, the unknowns. Last but certainly not least is Sock. I gotta double check something, cause... I could have sworn a video I was watching earlier said that the shiny forms were released, but this graphic that I'm looking at is not saying so. Give me one sec to double check that. Yeah, this graphic must have missed that, because right on the Pokemon Go blog post, it mentions that Shiny Sock will be released during the event. And I might as well mention it here, because I don't know what habitat is going to be listed under, because I don't see it in this graphic. Shiny Fro is also going to be in GoFest somewhere, so don't worry if you're on the part of the world that already has Sock. You are going to have the opportunity to get the other regional equivalent. And I'm, so I'll probably be looking forward to the Ocean event. If only for Shiny Swalk, if being able to get a new regional is cool. Obviously not my most hyped one with the frickin' jungle habitat and lovely, lovely Chadot and Apon, like, even though being a Shiny I don't really need more of, I makes me happy to think about. Don't, I'm, oh my god, uh, I'm gonna end up rambling if I tackle about it, but my god, I know some people are gonna be excited for Froki, but oh my god, I never want to see a frickin' Froki again. Just the, its debut event just scarred me for life. And we'll leave it at that for now, because otherwise I'll be rambling on way too long. Cave Habitat will include Rockin' and Rolla, Galarian Scum Fist, called it! Sorry. And Dino. I mean, the Dino I'm not too surprised about, especially with us just getting Gibble Community Day. Dino's actually another one of those Pokemon that probably are right on that tier list of, well, we kind of, like, exhausted... Gibble. What what dragon do we pull for next for hype? Oh, here's that Dino that... Here we go. Bring it down just a notch to get, get GoFest hype. I'm sure people love it. And yeah, it's got a nice shiny. It's, it kind of falls into the problem I was afraid with Axnew, where like it's a super rare Pokemon, but I'm not sure like how often you actually would use one. But at least Dino kind... Last I checked, kind of has some use, semi-usefulness as a Dark-type raid attacker. But I don't think that's what people are going to be caught up on. People are going to be caught up on the fact that they can actually finally get Shiny Dino in the wild. That's going to get some excitement. And then for Cave Habitat, got Umbreon, like great, great PvP Pokemon. Always been a solid Pokemon for me, a good... One of the team members of good old reliable for me for Great League. And as I slowly get the Candy XL to get my Ultra League one up and going, I've been having some fun with it. Like, it's been, it served me well on occasions in Ultra League, even though I don't have it maxed out yet. So I am only excited to see how much further it'll work. So yeah, nice opportunity to get good PvPs for one for Great League. And Ultra League, like, you don't even have to worry about memorizing some crazy number combination. You want a perfect Umbreon if you want to use it for Ultra League. Yeah, it's one of those Pokemon you gotta max out, get all the candy XL to really get the most out of it. But I find it, I find it worth it. And again, the unknowns are back. Absol is here too. That'll be fun shiny to hunt for. That reminds me, like, I'm recording this around the time of the Luminous Y event. And I just got up to the point where, spoilers, there's an absolute good reward. I got that as a shiny. I'm happy about that, cause like, this is not the first time Absol's been featured between like the raids that debuted in, the eggs, 
Even like previous Goldfest, I believe, wild Apsils were around. But I never got a shiny Apsil until just now. And I mean, it's only one. The IVs could be better, so I wouldn't complain about getting another shiny Apsil. We'll see how it goes. Garbantua. Mm, I'm not sure how hype of a Pokemon it is, but it is fully evolved, so good for Stardust. And it does have some niches in Great League PvP, so even though a lot of solid choices for the cave habitat. Okay, time to get to the point part that kind of bumped me out a little. Egg exclusive stuff. And the only reason it's kind of disappointing, I see on here that Audino is going to be one of the eggs. I mean, it's good to actually get an opportunity at Audino, but I was hoping with it just the way it was that they would, like, include in wild encounters. Maybe they'll sneak it into one of these habitats, because, I, I mean, they do all say, and more. So maybe I can cross my fingers, Audino will be a rare thing for habitats. But in the 7 kilometer eggs, we got... Jigglypuff, Chingley, and Audinome. And more. But who knows what and more could be, especially when it comes to eggs. And as you may remember when I was speculating about it last, last editorial, I thought Audinome would be a good thing to throw into Wild Encounters for Goldfest, especially if they want to throw the shiny form there, because it is getting a mega form sometime in the future, and I don't know how they're going to do the candy for it otherwise. And guess what? They're actually releasing the shiny form for Audinome. Again, really hope it's not exclusive to eggs, but as far as we know currently, that's where you're going to get them. Rates were also mentioned in the GoFest news, and from what we know so far, includes things like Ponia, the Galarian form, the Galarian form of Zigzagoon, Hitmontop, Cranidos, and Dino. Dino, they definitely are leaning towards having Dino be the new Gibble, with like putting in raids for people to just go after, as well as like, special spawns for special events. Cranidos is a solid rock type. People, Some people may probably underrated rock type attacker because it's such a frail gra glass cannon, but usually if you do the graphics and the raid boss favors rock type, Cranidos is pretty much up there. Hippotop's kind of like the only odd one out. Like, I get a little more if that's how they were releasing the shiny for it. But, like, I don't really see Hippotop anywhere, but freaking 4 out of the 5 isn't bad. Especially with Raze, because you can just ignore it if you really don't want it. It does give an option. It is easy to forget that it is kind of a hard one to evolve up for. If you haven't play been playing this game for freaking forever, and already got your Tyro into it on top already, it can be a hard one to evolve up to, so I can appreciate the option to go for it if a trainer really wants it. Especially because the rest of us can focus on the Galarian Ponia and Galarian Sixteen. And I didn't even mention the fact that they have a costume plan for Galarian Zigzagoon. And that's kind of amazing because they just released a shiny, like, this event, as I'm recording this. And they're going to throw a costume on it. I'm wondering if we're going to be able to evolve it up, though. Because Obstacoon is actually a Pokemon I'd like to use for PvPs. So if I end up getting, like, a shiny Galarian Zigzagoon from Goldfest, but it can't evolve because it's costume, that might suck a bit. I wouldn't complain because it still would be... The shiny of Galarian Zigzagoon is still pretty good on its own. Eh, just some random food for thought. And, like, we can... Just to emphasize how we, little we actually know of Goldfest so far, they did announce some shinies, but not where we're going to get them yet. Like, Wismer is going to become available at Goldfest. Chimeco's going to... Shiny's going to be available at Goldfest. Audio Shiny's going to be available at Goldfest. Typo's Shiny's going to be available at Goldfest. And two of those three, we don't even know where they're going to come from yet. And as I mentioned before, 
Frozen Sock are gonna be they're gonna be new shinies for GoFest. These are in a separate category of GoFest shinies exclusive for ticket holders. So I assume that they're gonna have Audino and Temple somewhere. And it won't just be in the special research because that's gonna be the special research is gonna be exclusive to the ticket holders. So they gotta have uh, they gotta have audio hiding somewhere else. I guess they could make exclusive eggs because they could get them everywhere. But I really hope that audio's shiny audio in general is not gonna be just an egg thing. And the fact that they're not listing it as a ticket holder exclusive thing really, like, maybe I'm just clinging on false hopes, but really gives me the impression that there's gonna be ways for everyone to get Audino. Ah, here it is. I got so focused on the graphic, I completely overlooked the actual blog post. And I'm specifically mentioning that Pokemon related to music such as Chimeco, Cricketot, Audino, and a special costume Pikachu will be appearing in the wild throughout the day. So, yeah, they're not popping up in individual hours because they're spawns for an entire time frame. Woot. Woot. Uh, I still peeked out the mic even though I held back my hype that time. Woot. I get Shadot. You can get Audinos from eggs and find them in the wild because I'll be honest, like, I'm going to be walking a lot because it's freaking GoFest. Freaking 10 a.m. in the morning to 6 p.m. in the afternoon. Of course I'm going to be hatching eggs even if I don't spend an incubator then... To be honest, it's freaking GoFest, so if it, I probably am going to splurge, treat myself a little bit at least. And even if I don't, I'm, I'm willing to bet that the ticket will help me out with a few, like, incubators to enjoy the event to some degree. Oh, 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 and here it is. Here's the part of the article that, I'm skipping a little ahead, but this is the part of the article that mentions that Garvor and Flygon, as well as Zigzagoon, are going to be in costumes. Oh, I think it also mentions Galarian Ponyo is going to be in the costume, too. Yeah, so, like, oh, I have to take back what I was saying about, like, the desert biome being a little underwhelming. I I freaking love Flygon, I can't wait to get all the Flygons where... What sort of costume could they possibly be doing for a Flygon that's freaking musical theme? Like, and why Flygon? I don't know who at Niantic is stalking me, but thank you, Garvor and Flygon. Oh my god. Oh man, I'm just jumping all over the place. But if they go with the whole Rockstar, Flygon theme, and Popstar musical Garvor theme, then that's gonna freaking make my day alone. Okay, now that I'm done listing out everything individually, let's let's backtrack a little bit to some of the event features itself. Rain, wild Pokemon, free t-shirt, nothing new there, like any semi-major event gets a shirt. The shinies I already talked about. Here's the cool deal. For ticket holders, like previous GoFest, there's going to be a special research. And it actually seems like it's gonna, this is going to be the most fun special research yet. Which is going to be a bit of a competition. Because that Jesse and Jane's research was pretty hype. Actually getting someone besides Professor Will hanging out around. But this definitely has the potential. There's going to be a mythical Pokemon at the end. Ooh, I wonder what it's going to be. I talked a little bit about it last week. But with how much they're emphasizing the music theme. I don't even think I have to mention who I think it's going to be. Like, I had a lot of cool ideas of what they could have done with the mythical. In my speculation last week. But let's be real. There's only one Pokemon that would fit this musical theme so well. And you know who it is. I know who it is. I'm not even going to say who it is. Let's just humor Nayak and let them have this mystery. Huh, this line's a little weird. After you complete the special research, take a snapshot for a surprise. I would assume that means maybe there's just like, after you get the mythical, there's an extra step of the special research where you take a picture with it. I think they did that with Fazzini last year. 
but this really makes it sound like it's something separate from the special research itself. Eh, maybe I'm just reading too much into the text. That reminds me, I don't know where in this mess of a blog post it would be, but I thought you could, like, take snapshots in general during GoFest for a Pokemon photobomb. Maybe it'll be another form of Roll Tom. They did it last year. Maybe they'll do it again this year. And they got this cool thing, like, there's speculation of branching field research a few weeks back, and it turns out this was what it was panning out to. During your special research, you have to make a choice... You're basically choosing between Team Rockstar and P- Team Popstar. And there's a Pikachu in a special costume accordingly. That's what I was alluding to earlier with, like, either get the Rockstar Pikachu or the Popstar Pikachu. They both look pretty cool. I ha- I think I have an idea which one I'm leaning towards, but, like, they're both neat enough that, like, something in one down one of the paths and not the other, if it's cool enough, could be enough in of itself to lean me away from my Pikachu of choice. So I won't mention what it is now. And this is another cool touch, too. It's actually going to affect the in-game music. So I can assume, like, you're either going to have, like, a rock and roll party as you're catching Pokemon throughout the day, or a pop star sensation Wabuzaz. Don't ask me what that word is. I just made it up. Junsini Mashua. All this article says is that they're, they're going to be responsible for the music for Fest, including a rock and roll and track for... Oh, <laughs> I freaking what I just said. Rock and roll and track for the Pikachu Rockstar fans and a high energy electro pop song for pop star Pikachu. Oh my god. Niantic used the word stan. We're gonna stop to emphasize this because I think a lot of people are gonna overlook this. The freaking people that made Spark Dabbing Cannon used the word stan in a news article. Wait, now that I say that out loud, it's not that shocking. And okay, here's the thing. With those costume Pokemon I mentioned before, if they are going to continue to rock and theme and not just give them a more generic music theme, I can already tell you, Galarian Ponyo is going to have the pop star theme costume and Galarian Zigzagoon is going to have the rock star theme costume. It's not that Galarian Ponyo can't rock out, it's just Galarian Zig- it's obviously obvious that these two are parallel to each other, and you, it'd be criminal to give Galarian Zigzagoon anything besides a rock star outfit. Kind of similar vibe of Garvor or Flygon. I can imagine a rock and roll ga- Flygon, but Garvor just feels like to me that it fits the pop star theme way too perfectly for them to miss out on that opportunity. Either way, it's going to be awesome, especially the Flygon. Oh my god, my boy Flygon needs a lot more love, especially with freaking Gibble Community taking the last little bit of, oh hey, at least I have this that my superior ground dragon type doesn't have and just ploop or I'm 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 freaking guard shop. I'm taking this special move from you right here. Goodbye Flygon. If only you had your own mega form. Wait, I took that away from you too. <laughs> Google it. They were actually planning on making a mega evolution for Flygon in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. But it never panned out. The only excuse that came out from interviews in that was like they couldn't think they were they were thinking about the mega evolution but they couldn't think of an ad- design for a mega evolution for it which makes me sad as a flygon stan i mean hey freaking niantic can use the word stan if the pokemon company is letting niantic use the word stan then i think it's i don't know why i've ever been so hesitant to say the word stan it's obviously okay if pokemon company says it's okay <sighs> freaking half hour and we're not even done with day one you know, day two honestly doesn't have much to it to day one. 
So let me just take a little quick break, and when we come back, finish talking about day two, or finish talking about day one, and then talk a little bit more about day two. Yeah, I didn't even bring up the Global Challenge Arena. Kind of missed it, like, the past couple times it being social media only. So I'm glad it's going to be coming back for Gold Fest at least. That feels like the dairy minimum. Like, they gotta at least have it for Gold Fest. They, there would be riots if they didn't at least have it for Gold Fest. And after the whole success of it from the Canto Tour, of course they're bringing back the Collection Challenge. There's apparently, like, one Collection Challenge for each habitat. Fair. And this is the part where we talked about the sponsors I go through already. And again, since bringing in certain Pokemon, I went through all that already. Okay, we're actually a lot closer to day two than I thought. So I'm going to remind you all, they freaking said Stan in a Pokemon-sponsored news article. I'm never going to let that go. Oh, here it is, Sunday. Finally getting to day two. Sunday's going to be a more raid-focused event. T- same time frame as Saturday of 10 a.m. to... 6 p.m. There's going to be focus on raids and kind of like last year, the Pokemon encounters are going to just be a grab bag, pretty much the best of the best of everything that was popping up in the wild the previous day. Plus they say stay tuned for more info. Oh boy, I can't wait to spend another hour just talking about all this news and for it to come completely outdated by the time I get this posted. Enjoy. Hopefully you don't all mind like adding more of this podcast right at the end if that happens because because i spend way too long rambling to re-record this yay for the ticket holders especially if you enjoy a good raid you're in for a treat for one every raid you do gives you 10,000 extra exp and ever since like the post 40 grind became a thing there's been a lot more reason to actually care about that experience in addition you get up to 10 free raid passes Kind of like the same way it worked for Candle Tour, and then maybe Go Fest. Let's just stick to Candle Tour, where you have a free pass. Once you use it up, you spin the gym, and you get another raid pass, and you could do that up to ten times. And these are all used for in-person raids. Unlike Candle Tour, I think they did learn their lesson from that, because you're also going to be able to complete time research to earn up to eight remote raid passes. Freaking sweet in of itself. I just realized the fact that it's time research and. I thought they were, like, just sneaking that into the special research, but just having... This, I think this is going to be the first time they've ever had remote raid passes tied to research, period. So I think, like, doing it under the time research is a good way in of itself to make sure that, like, if you're going to do them, do them during this event, good way to actually get allow people to actually do remote raids during GoFest without, like, people, I don't know, taking advantage of it and hoarding them for something else, I suppose. Best of both worlds. By both worlds, I mean the players and the Antic. In addition, oh, this is, I've seen this was what I was thinking about before, but this is in addition to the time research. There's a free event bundle coming, containing three remote raid passes. Like, this is the typical thing that they do for events. And yet, this is going to be on top of the time research. And they just mentioned again that Pokemon are attracted in a sense, on Saturday, will be around during Sunday as well. And last but not least, the things that are going on both days that I didn't already cover. The fact that you can use, like a lot of events, they have a hashtag, 
And if you take pictures during an event and post on a hashtag, they might actually like feature them on their blog or so maybe social media, something like that. That hashtag is Pokemon Go Fest 2021. Uh, kind of self-explanatory, to the point at the least. All large modules last for three hours. I mean, we haven't had stuff with lure modules for so long, so part of me go, wants to go, why not just go crazy and make them for six hours or the whole time frame? But this is, but I won't complain about this. The music, which I mentioned before, half hatch distance when eggs are placed in incubators. So nice, like, even if they don't do anything with incubators and special research, just like, have fun with your free rate, free incense. Like, it's not like quarter hatch distance community good, but, mmm, wait. I don't see anything listed with, like, the Stardust or the Lucky Egg bonuses here, but they may, they're probably saving that for rewards for, like, the global research. If it's anything like GoFest 2020, we'll have opportunities to get more Stardust than usual, more experience than usual throughout the day. I feel pretty, at least Saturday, I feel pretty good on that. And there'll be event-exclusive field research, and I already mentioned 7k eggs, special on-map visual effects, and more. I wouldn't get too excited about the, that, it's probably just like, the confetti that we got during Goldfest, and I believe, I mean, the confetti that we got from Canto Tour, and I believe the Goldfest before that. Ticket holders are gonna be able to get special event stickers, take snapshots, on both days for a surprise. Hmm, whatever could it be. And unknowns. But that's not all. Oh yeah, there's a whole Google Play sponsor part. I don't know, it's nothing too big, but I might as well at least mention it, like, if you use Google Play, like, you get a multiplier on your play points, as well as a sponsored GIF. As much as I wish I was back on Android, it's been way too long since I've been on Android, so I don't even remember how Google Play works, unfortunately. But if you're into that sort of thing, then more power to you. Plus, it's Google Play is specifically sponsoring this, so... More money for Niantic without screwing it out of the player is something I will never complain about. If you are a fan of the whole print-at-home kits that they have, they pr they're promising they'll bring them back this year. It wasn't anything groundbreaking, but it was a nice little fun detail of, like, if you missed actually going to a GoFest physically and stuff like that, you just, like, using a limited amount of paper to print out, like, fun things and, like, make it, like, a real-life version of a Pokemon Go GIF. Or maybe a Pikachu visor. I think they remember, I remember that being a thing from last Go Fest. Little stuff like that. They haven't mentioned anything about like the YouTube stuff making a return, which would be a little bit of a shame because I did enjoy that aspect, but I do also get it was kind of hard to squeeze in while you're actually out playing with Pokemon Go in of itself. But who knows? Maybe they'll be part of the and more. Maybe it's something that they haven't announced yet. I think that's the most exciting thing about this. Like, they've already given us so much detail, and yet they, they're promising that there's still some things hidden behind the scenes. Probably, like, this is probably going to make the core of the gameplay for those two days, as things, little details that are still hiding are things like, what could the, what could the mythical Pokemon for this year's GoFest possibly be? Is definitely not heavily hinted at by the entire theme of the GoFest or something like that. Whatever could the snapshot Pokemon be? Could it possibly be a new form of what they did last year? Of a Pokemon that they did last year for GoFest? Hmm. Yeah, a little stuff like that. And wow, well, uh, this is going to be another episode of itself. 
definitely way too much to cling in at the end of my previous speculation, unless I want to have a two-hour podcast, which considering I've been trying to get back in the swing of doing weekly editorials, not gonna fly. I don't have the time frame to do two-hour editorials, and then try to squeeze in another editorial the following week. So apologies in advance if, for some reason, by the time I get this out, this becomes outdated. I'll at least include something at the end of this particular editorial if they announce even more news by the time frame I get this up, no matter how late it may be. That much I feel pretty confident I can follow up on. Oh, shoot! I don't know why I forgot to mention it, but they got GoFest, they're talking about GoFest shirts, real life GoFest shirts that you can buy from the Pokemon Center shop. That's coming out in the future. And they took that opportunity to plug their Niantic swag again. Like, Niantic has their own site where you buy, like, Pokemon Go themed t-shirts and that. It's nothing new, but I figure, like, they, the vlog mentions it, I might as well as well. But again, <laughs> before I, like, actually make this another hour-long editorial, thank you all for tuning in to this edition of the Pokemon Go Fireside Chat. And I'll see y'all later. Take care. Yeah.